There's no denying that I think as a whole, we as a society feel almost, I wouldn't call it a brain drain, but just collectively lethargic at the end of kind of the calendar year, right? The holidays kick in and I feel like it's just the instincts to hibernate. AMs with AJ on VFX. So like post-Halloween, I think the body just starts to slow down. You start to move a little bit slower. just starts to just be like, all right, we're kind of just done with this. And no, everybody's kind of okay with it because what really productively gets done from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's, and then we kind of got to ramp it back up. That being said, is anyone feeling like they're part of a collective like brain drain right now? Like just all of a sudden over the last couple weeks, it just feels like you just can't get your mind to focus and be sharp on whatever you're trying to do. Because I know USU is coming to a conclusion. They're in finals week, I believe, this week. And, of course, high school is not going to be much further behind that. And I don't know if it's necessarily them, but I just, I cannot get my brain to work. I can get it in bits and pieces. Like, the the engine is sputtering. There's a little bit of, it'll go, and then all of a sudden it'll be like, and it fades down. And I was just curious if anybody else was. I asked yesterday in the after show, and Mima said yes, and I thought producer Butters for sure, but he just chalked it up to he had been sleeping well, and so he just writes it off as that. And he said the last couple of days he's been just cruising and working at full capacity. I was like, well, I thought you were going to be with me on this, so maybe just maybe it's me. But it just feels like I've talked to several people who all kind of have kind of the same thing or it's just focus or, or maybe just maybe we all have stumbled into the same kind of just blondness for whatever. I don't, I don't think it's the weather, though we know that it's been kind of cloudy. And, man, the shift today, it is chilly out. I don't know. I was just kind of curious if anybody else felt like there was a collective just kind of strain on the brain, to be honest, I guess. And and I wonder if it's just all the, the neurons being taken up by USU and we're all just not being able to channel them our own because they're being occupied up there, which is fine. I mean, I want the students to pass. I don't really need them right now. I would like them back, but yeah, you can borrow If you just ask me next time so I could prepare and maybe, maybe just have myself a, a little like staycation and then I don't, I'm not required to go anywhere because it just feels like it, it, it doesn't feel like it's good for me to be around everybody while I'm just kind of like hurt, 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 zombie mode. But eh, I digress. Maybe I just need to sleep in all weekend. Looking forward to that, right? Friday, yeah. Like seeing that. Uh, speaking of using your brain, so I'm enraged by one idiot on TikTok, and that's my personal problem. But can we actually have a discussion about saving and making money that's legitimate as opposed to the, like the same five points we hear over and over again? AMs with AJ. Okay, so here's the deal. So I stumbled across a dumb video, and I don't even know if the guy's a millionaire, but he was like, here's five tips while well, you're always going to be broke, and I'm not from a multimillionaire. And the thing that gets me, much like that firefighter article I was talking about with how lazy it is, is the dude regurgitated the same stupid facts. Oh, you always go to Starbucks. You don't take your lunch to work. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's level with each other real quick. So over the course of a lifetime, yes, if you were to never eat out, it would add up. But, but we're not going to not be multimillionaires because we choose to eat out occasionally. And it's just so stupid because I'm like, okay, well, I guess the tip to being a multimillionaire is stealing an article from Google that it took five seconds. Why millennials will never be rich. No, that's not what it is. What you have to do, I think, is honestly either find or self-teach yourself some financial literacy. 
Like, we know that's an issue. It comes up all the time. What are the things we wish were taught in class? How to write checks, how to manage student loans, how to actually deal with credit cards are things that are brought up there. But you have to teach yourself financial literacy. Because at the end of the day, it's just not something that is capable when you find out so few Americans don't have enough in their savings to cover what is it? Six months is recommended. I don't think most Americans have that. How many Americans have some kind of 401k or some kind of retirement plan? No one. Does anybody know how to navigate on not, not necessarily day trading or you're aggressively trading in the stock market, but some of the more long-term kind of set it and forget it options in case they want to do that? No, like it's it's stuff like that. That's stuff that's going to set you up. Maybe not to be a multimillionaire, but at least retire comfortably. I mean, for instance, one of the most uncomfortable conversations I ever had was with my father. It was during COVID. I was talking to him and my brother all the time because everybody was just miserable as everybody's working from home and trying to figure out what was going on. Like this was like April, May, summer 2020, still early on. And I was just talking about I had an opportunity to make some extra money. And I was talking about how excited and what I was going to do with it. And and my dad revealed like he doesn't have fine, he doesn't have anything set up for retirement. And he's going to have to work until he dies. And I just didn't know what to say. Because, yeah, I, I want to help him out as he tries to trend toward retirement and, you know, I think I'm going to be doing okay. The other thing is, you know, I want to set myself up for my, as opposed to blowing all my money, taking care of him, I want to have my own retirement, try and retire early. And it just was, it's unfortunate because I think that's the case for a lot of Americans. There's no plan because nobody has kind of laid out what you need to do. And so you just kind of accept the fact you're going to work until you can't work no more. And it's it's upsetting because I think that it's it's not that difficult. It's just putting the habits in place. You should have some kind of 401k or open an IRA. And the longer you contribute to it, the better, even if it's a minuscule amount because compound interest is amazing. You should try and save and build your rainy day fund. And I know that's more tied to financial limitations, but the stuff I picked up kind of self-taught, and that's what I think it is. People just need financial literacy. It has nothing to do with going to Starbucks every once in a while or getting fast food occasionally. I'm, just, I'm so irritated about it because it's a subject that I just feel like nobody, nobody, a ton of people don't have the right information, and then everybody's like, oh, you idiots, you're never going to be multimillionaires. They don't have the information to work with. I'm not saying I do either. I just feel like I'm closer to it. So sit down, analyze your budget, make your cuts where you can make your cuts, and then try and save, and then find ways to make your money work for you. That's always going to be, I think, the big tips, and then you can narrow it down from there. Maybe that's what you want to accomplish this year. Just say, all right, so Asia's talking about this. You know, I get upset about that too. I want to find ways to save some money and start planning for my financial future. Maybe that's what you want to accomplish for 2022. Because the truth is for me, I hate New Year's resolutions. And part of it's because I don't get them done, but I hate them. And so with now four months basically complete, the warm-up's done. You can't write off the rest of the year as a practice. We're kind of, kind of loosely doing that now. So what is the thing you want to get done for 2022. I know you're thinking, AJ, you're just doing this because you don't like making New Year's resolutions, which is on you. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, we can reevaluate. You can. AMS with AJ, the debated eight on VFX. Here's what I'm thinking. So I don't like making New Year's resolutions. I don't follow through with them. And I'm, I'm, that's on me. It is on me. But I do think it's important that you reevaluate. For instance, there's a goal that I'd like to accomplish career-wise that I, you know, I've pushed and pushed, and I'd like to think I've done a lot to try and make it possible and demonstrate what I can do with it and why I want to do it. 
But sometimes things are a little bit out of your hands in that capacity, right? Because I'm not the boss. I'm not, I don't make the decisions. And so I think it's good to reevaluate, one, how to go about it. Maybe give yourself a fresh perspective. And two, maybe just maybe there's something else you can work on while that one kind of marinates a little bit. And I think it's good to do that in a lot of capacity. So out loud, the question is, what do you want to accomplish in 2022? Because without almost four complete months gone, the warm-up game's over, right? We're, we're loose now. We're into 2022. We're not going to, fingers crossed, get any more curveballs. So what do you want to accomplish? Haley's on the phone. <laughs> I want to be able to say phone correctly. That's what I want to accomplish. Haley, what is it for you? This is my year. I'm going to get a full-time job, move into my own apartment, and buy my first new car. Heck yeah. But first things first, though, the job. Once I get that, then it's all downhill from there. I think once I get the ball rolling, the rest will fall into place. I'm glad you had to get the ball rolling. Do it. That's all good. It's all good foundational stuff, by the way. Actually, that put that on my list. I'm with you, Haley. I, I, uh, I've got to talk about the car personality early. Call it an A to B car. It gets me from place to place, but really shouldn't go outside of like city commuting. And after experiencing this winter, I was like, no, no, no more. This fall, I want to get a new vehicle so I don't have to be as frozen this winter but i'm glad you added get the ball rolling because usually you know it's all downhill from here usually bad and i was like geez you got everything you you wanted to get accomplished and then done that was it uh what do i want i you know it's funny i think i would be nice to finish out a couple of my side projects i started a twitch channel and then i got sidetracked because we had something going on at home and there's been something that's pulling my attention away and so it kind of fell through the cracks here the last couple of weeks but you know i think that's the other part of it that whole thing started because I have a friend who's who's doing very well on Twitch, and he's always the one. He, he actually gives me crap about it. You need that a little bit because sometimes you need the fire. It's good to have support. Don't get me wrong. You want support around you, but it's also good to have that fire. If someone's like, hey, man, stop being an idiot. Like, come on. You want to do this? Let's go. What do you want to accomplish for 2022? Joey on the line. Joey, what is it for you? I really want to take my wife and daughter on vacation. Do it, man. I mean, we haven't been able to do anything over the last couple of years. We all need to get away and go somewhere fun. Do it. Relax. And this is the year we have to do that. And just to be clear, someone who travels, I get asked, and I do one, usually one international trip every year. And everybody is nice enough to have the same reaction, right? Oh, that's amazing. And it is. I'm super blessed and lucky to get to do the cool things like that. But I want to emphasize, I love road tripping. And I cannot, again... In 2020, one of the things that was crucial for my mental health was, I think it was about my birthday, so it was about a month from now, 2020, we were just like, we need to get out, and we need to go do something. And so we just, all we did, we went to Boise, we got a hotel room, and we just hung out in the town. And the fact that we went somewhere new, we slept so much on that trip, because I think our bodies finally just kind of... It was so necessary, and I, I tell you what, I passed the advice on to my brother because he was he was dealing with it, and my dad actually kind of successfully all were like, this is not going, like, I'm not doing well, and I told all of them, I was like, this is what we're, go somewhere, just get out of your house, and I know my brother did it, and he, he texted me back, he said, you're right, just sleeping somewhere that wasn't my own bed was what such a huge relief, go somewhere, go camping, I mean, Jackson, Yellowstone, Teton National Park, they're like, Four hours away by car. Everyone can make that over a weekend. You can do that over a weekend. Do it. Again, just finding somewhere cheap, just comfortable. Take some blankets, pills, whatever you need to be comfortable. Sleep somewhere other than your own bed. Be nice and refreshing.
just getting away, I think, and changing up the routine is so, I think, vital to shock the system a little bit. What do you want to accomplish in 2022? Put it on the list. Sleep somewhere else. <laughs> uh, ideally, also, I mean, goes without saying, every year it is on my list not to get arrested. Also, not to end up in Florida. Not I feel like I don't have to say it out loud. But when you have a repeat offender, not for Florida, not but criminal, well, you get a lot of special attention going from intentionally coughing though to identity theft. That's a big upgrade. And, you know, hot and ready now usually means hot and ready now, but that doesn't mean you get to slap anybody just because it's not hot and ready now. Though, let me tell you, if you've listened to the after show, Producer Butters and I have gotten after that a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, he said neither of us has, of course, resorted to violence. Regardless of your feelings towards COVID, I feel like if you got arrested once, you'd probably be a little bit more on edge about making sure you follow the law, right? I think most of us decent people would. Ames with AJ at VFX, Florida. Not well, a woman who got arrested for intentionally coughing on an Uber driver last year now is in trouble again, this time for stealing a nurse's identity and using her credit to get a luxury apartment. I'll tell you this. It's not in California again. Just because well, AJ is easy. I already said she's Frisco. It's not. But wow, like you, you go, maybe, maybe you're like, okay, that's a little bit overblown. You shouldn't have done that. You're an idiot. But yeah, there's no, there's no leeway for her this, this time around. And then headline number two, a 71 year old woman was charged after she slapped a 17 year old little Caesars employee and used racial epithets. They ran out of crazy bread and look, little Caesars motto is hot and ready now, but that does not mean you get to go on a racist tirade and create physical violence. I'm pretty sure if you wait if you wait, they will have some coming out. It's kind of their whole thing. Get Jan quicken out. But nobody has any patience anymore. So is it the pizza or the identity theft? Which has come up again. It was just it was yesterday, right? That we had another one. That one's a twin one. When, stop taking other people like that. You got to be you. You're you. To quote a TikTok video for story number one, jail forever, right? Just jail forever. Ames with AJ at VFX. It's Florida. Not like... I, I don't, whatever your feelings are on COVID, you're still trying to be a total jerk, coughing intentionally on someone a year ago, which this lady got arrested for in San Francisco. Now I'll tell you, she's not in California. And for story number one, now she got busted because she stole a nurse, sorry, allegedly stole a nurse's uh, credit identity, then used her credit to get a luxury apartment. So I don't know what her issue is against like health and safety and first responders or whatever you want to call it, but she got a problem with it. And she probably, yeah, jail forever. I think we can all just agree, jail forever. Story number two, uh, a 71-year-old woman went into a Little Caesars and asked for two pizzas and one crazy bread. And if you've never been, I understand. But their whole thing is hot and ready now. So they, they have it all available to get you sent out. Sometimes, ironically enough, there's a run on it, right? It happens. So... When that did, a 71-year-old woman used racial epithets for a 17-year-old employee and slapped them because they were out of crazy bread. It took a couple weeks, but of course, she's now been charged with malicious harassment based upon race. And uh, yes, yes, she should be done. Jail forever again. Double down. Jail forever for everybody because, look, a little bit of patience. Believe it or not, since their whole thing is hot and ready... I believe they will very quickly have it sorted out for you. And most most places 
Hey, weigh your car. We'll get you taken care of. We'll have it all hot and ready, ready to go. Because again, you can't complain about it. Most places you order pizza, right? You got to wait what, half an hour, maybe, depending if you go pick it up. If you get delivery, it's even longer, but half an hour, right? They have it done in five minutes. There's a little sacrifices here and there. I don't want to get into it too much. Producer Butters and I, though, frequent the place. And both of us have been frustrated. He, he leaves the drive through which I think is my favorite thing ever. But we don't say something racist and hit people. So that being said, does the double-down criminal who once was in Frisco, does that throw you off or lure you in? Or is it the fact that the woman is 71 years old? 71 years old. Is that just enough to push it over the top because that age thing stands out? And I think if I had to guess, I just hate the person in story number one. I, I hate both of them, but the age is probably the only indicator because both these people are terrible for me to go possibly Florida or not. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. What do you have to do in Oklahoma? You can wait for crazy bread. Story number one, lady got in trouble in California, now got in trouble in Florida. That's like two completely different makeups politically in states. The chief managed to find a way to get arrested in both. What an absolute idiot. Jail forever for both of them. Jail forever. Florida not on VFX. You see, I hate doing going from Florida not to Park Nurks because then I, I feel like I can't be necessarily quite as upset about it. But I'm still going to try to be. Have you voted? Because today's the last day to find out and vote and tell us who you think the worst Parker is in Cache Valley. So do so. I'm trying very hard not to let my own personal biases creep into this Park Narcs, because if you haven't looked, Ames with HF, VFX today, we figure out who's the worst parker in Cash Valley this week. But nominee number two, stretching my tires, it's a big truck that's parked in a special needs spot with one set of tires. And on the other side, the right side, is parked in a stripy rectangle. Now, we always inform that our park, narc, uh, park narkers, the people who take the pictures, hey, make sure to double check there's no pass or anything. So generally, we go on the guideline that they double check not supposed to be there. And my biases are, oh, man, this truck is such a jerk. It's like, whatever, man, I'm going to park wherever I'm a truck. It's like the snow pile thing. I don't get that. Why do trucks park on snow piles? Like, to prove they can? To claim dominance? To mark terror? Like, what is it? I just see dogs now lifting their legs. That's what I see when I see a truck on a snow pile. So my biases want me to be like, oh, two such jerks. And there was someone who commented, apparently at buildings like a daycare or something. So probably just parking real quick to run in and grab their kid. Yeah, but what if somebody else had to come along who actually needs that spot to grab their kid? I think the truck could have parked somewhere else and walked a little bit further. They would have been fine. That being said, nominee number one, I just want to know the story so bad. Why? Why did you leave your car? Just tell me that. I don't need to know why you decided to park there as much as I want to. Why did you walk away from your car? Because it's up one of those little ramps that goes into like parking lots, right? If you're going to a store or whatever. But there's nothing there. It's been flattened out. There's a field. And there's even a fence. So they just went up, and it's like they went up and all of a sudden realized, oh, I can't go this way. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And then out of pure confusion and chaos, they just got out of their car and left it there. It doesn't. The, there's like two tires on the sidewalk. One is on cement halfway through. Another one's on the road. It is such utter confusion. Just for the sake of the tournament, I kind of want nominee one, number one to move on. My vote doesn't count, and I'm not trying to influence yours. But if I have to ask myself the question, which Park Narc nominee do I think is the worst, it, it's got to be two, right? Because nominee number one is not really in anybody's way. Like, they're, they're, they're kind of mostly off the, the blacktop. They're not anywhere. It doesn't look like there's any lines. It's not like they're leaking into spots. 
They're definitely in the way. The sidewalks, if you walk that way, it would definitely be a problem. But who's to say how busy that sidewalk is with a fenced-off area? Maybe it's not so much. But I want one to move on. I feel like I should vote for two is the worst. You decide for yourself. Still some time to vote. Utah's VFX on our Instagram or pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Which parking spot, number number one or nominee number two, is the worst? Should be voted worst in Cash Valley this week. Yesterday, we talked about what are the things we want to accomplish for 2022. And for most of us, most years, some form of, you know, getting in better shape, working out a little bit more, eating healthy is there. It's there. It's the most common New Year's resolution. So here's the actual con- uh, conversation with Cash Valley Secrets going on today, right? We got confessions coming up later. What is your reason? What's the excuse you feel like you can't get it done? Most of us in some capacity every year are going to tell ourselves, okay, this is the year we're going to, we're going to eat eat better, we're going to work out a little bit more, we're going to finally lose some weight and just be in better shape. And I hope, I really do, fingers crossed that it works out for you. Ames with AJ on VFX, but there's a reason that I think a lot of New Year's resolutions fail. And sometimes, not even sometimes, I think a lot of the time, we just give ourselves excuses and, and we just we don't do it. So my question is, what is your excuse? Let's level with you. Fridays, Cash Valley Secrets, Confessions coming up. What is the excuse for not being healthier? On the phones, Emily. Emily, what is it for you? Honestly, I'm just like so stressed out all the time. I feel like I can't even think about what's healthy. I'm just focused on, okay, what's going to make me happy? I need to be happy right now. What's going to get me through the day? You know, like it's almost like trying to maintain healthy habits just feels like another stressful thing added to the pile. No, I definitely get that. I could feel that. I think that I think that's one of our issues too. I know for me, I always bite off way more than I could chew. I was every time I tell myself, all right, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to go to the gym. And I think it, it just, you get overburdened or you don't even start this most recent time. I didn't even really start. I, I had some salads, but it didn't work out that much. I never got to the gym, but I think you got to kind of try and you got to do little by little, right? I always say if you can do something, I think it's seven times in a row, or not do something, you build the habit. I think you got to slowly build the habit as opposed to overwhelming yourself. And because this is what everybody says, right? Meal prepping makes everything easy. And when it's done, it's done. But you got to build that habit because otherwise it starts to feel overwhelming. You come home because like we're all we're all working individuals. You got a spouse, significant other, whatever. You know, me and Ashley, we both work full time. She's got to do school as well. I'm doing a bunch of stuff outside right now. And, and it's just like, when's the time? And you just get overburdened. You're like, I don't have time for this. Let's do something easy and just sit here and just veg. And it's relaxing. So I think you got to kind of rewire your brain and do it in steps. Zach, for you, your excuse for why you uh, don't want to work out or be healthy, whatever you want to call it. Oh, my excuse is simple. That we only have one life to live. Sure. So if I want to eat, drink, binge, or do whatever all day and night, I'm going to do it because, like I said, one life to live. Why wasted twenty four seven on being healthy? <laughs> well, they are cheap. I see. I always land on that, but I feel like I always land on it as an excuse as opposed to actively choosing it. Because like I go back, like I just want to be, like I can be me, right? Me is happy, and that's the way I want to do it. But then I feel like I land on that because yet again another attempt has come and gone, and I I didn't get to where I wanted to. I I like Zach. Live it. Be be comfortable with it. Cool. I think, though, it would be nice to be able to at least blend it probably a little bit, right, for a nice long life or a nice enjoyable life. But, you know, Gabriel Glaces, a comedian, I think said it best. Somebody was giving him – he's a bigger guy, and was somebody asked him if he wanted to live to be 100 or whatever by changing his diet. He said, not if I can't eat tacos. 
You measure life in the quality, not the quantity. So I agree with that. But it would probably be smart to be able to at least make some healthy changes along the way. My tip, this isn't really a tip, but my biggest thing, I just have no willpower when it comes to certain foods. The new one, I love those tostillas. I got those hinted queso chips. I will devour those things in bags. So just whatever it is, whatever your weakness is, especially if it's not good for you, got to find a way to uh, just not have them in the house. That's the tip. You just cannot have them in the house, and at least you can stop eating. Maybe that feeds your craving. I haven't really examined the psychological side of it, but that would be my tip. Just being healthy, like what my biggest thing is not even so much the health; it's to lose the weight. The wedding is the something. Eventual wedding is the thing I keep thinking about. I was like, oh, I want to look good for those pictures. So when it comes to eventual shopping like that, for nice clothes specifically, because you're gonna spend that kind of money, you want them last. What's the thing you're most particular about? So we've got excuses for why we don't work out or why we avoid being healthy. And I think they're all valid. I think they're valid. I don't think anybody should feel bad. I think you just got to figure out how to attack it, whether it's some kind of uh, responsibility, some kind of accountability, or whether you just little by little. I think that's the best way for most, but each their own. Ames with AJ at VFX. The big thing for me that I wish, maybe I think once I propose, it'll be a little bit more real. Maybe that's the butt kick I need to get a little bit more healthy because the thing I keep thinking about legitimately is the eventual wedding. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to look good for those pictures. I want to look good for, I would like to look good for proposing. We'll see how that goes. But I'd like to look good for the wedding. Think that'll, I think that'll do it. So when it comes to those clothes, right, get in, say, renting a tux. Got a couple friends, right, that got proposed. One already hyperspeed in the wedding. So we're going to be dealing with that here shortly. But, you know, nicer clothes, a little bit pricier. What are you most particular about? I was actually talking to Ajay about it yesterday, and he said for him, it's the shoes. There's one thing he feels like he absolutely has to nail. It's the shoes. He wants to get them right. Feels like they pulled the whole look together. And look, one of my favorite things when I went to prom and all that was getting the shoes and getting the fancy ones. And so I totally get it. But for me, much along these lines of the eating healthy and stuff, it's if I had to pick one clothing item, I think it would be the shirt. But really, it's the it's the the central area, your stomach area, because like you want it to be like that slim, nice looking fit, especially right. You're wearing suit, fellas. But the thing is, I'm a bigger dude, and you also don't want it to be too big to the point that like it feels like it's billowy everywhere. So you know you don't want to show off that spare tire. Maybe you're carrying around. I am, but you also don't want it to be billowy, super huge, and it look like you're like on your way to a parole meeting. So. That to me, it's finding the trying to find the right shirt, darker colors, right? Obviously, gonna work because I, I can find the pants. I'm not really super worried about the pants. It's the shirt making the whole thing look good, and that's why, especially with the the jacket, right? You want to be able to button it, look smooth, look suave, be able to sit down, unbutton it. But I think it's the shirt. I can deal. I think with the pants, the shirt is the thing I'm gonna freak out the most for it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go home here in a couple months to get tux fitted. To be some kind of groomsman for my buddy's wedding, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not looking forward to it. Maybe that might be motivation kicking in there. Back to salads we go. Let's do it. Can I just say though, one last thing on that uh, healthy motivation. Anybody else give themselves the one last right? That's the greatest lie in human history. You're like, okay, I'm gonna quit doing this, so I'm gonna have one last. All the time, like, okay, Monday I'm going to start working out, so this is going to be my last meal, and that meal is just absolutely terrible for me. The greatest lie in human history is the one last, because 
It is an excuse to gorge. What is probably also not going to be your one last. Ugh, confessions. Friday means Cash Valley secrets. And I tell you, there's a confession in here that I'm not necessarily saying would lead to me wanting a divorce. But man, it's close. It's close. What did you have to get off your chest? Who needs to clear their conscience of guilt? I, I'm trying not to judge because Cash Valley Seeker is supposed to be a place of legal immunity, right? AMs with AJ on VFX. It's Friday. You can confess your guilt. Get it out before you go to the weekend. That being said, there's one in here that I'm not saying divorce, but man, we, mm, if I found out, I would be extremely unhappy. Cash Valley Seeker's confession to save me from having to buy endless amounts of filters I've been resetting the counter on the jug and telling my wife I've changed it and she hasn't caught on yet. Currently, I've only changed it once in just the over two years. Absolutely not. Now, I will say, if 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 your wife truly is one of the people that likes filtered water, you ought to be able to taste the difference because it definitely tastes different. But I guess at this point, you just kind of leaned into it so much. The light went off and you said, oh, well, it's fine. Right there. At, um, I would be so mad. Not a tap water drinker. I would be livid about that. Another confession. My dad passed away 10 years ago. I still message him every birthday. His number's now been recycled and the new owner's female. She gets quite irate every June 15th. And, you know, the funny, so we're talking about the the uh, Facebook thing, right? There's some, I think, 30 million people on Facebook who actually have been passed away. And in, we were talking about in the after show about what you do with it, you know, posting his memorial, how you handle that. But if you're the person who gets that text, it's one to, like we get, I get bombarded with like four spam text messages a day. Luckily, my phone started to catch on and file them away. But you get mad, happy birthday, like you correct it the first time, and you maybe correct it another time. But are you really going to be annoyed about one text message a year? Really? That being said, as a child, my playground, uh, excuse me, as a child, my playground was the graveyard opposite. My friends and I liked to play football and would move the gravestones to use as goalposts. We always put them back, but not necessarily on the right graves. How terrifying is that? We, I did one, one set of night games once and we ended up playing in a cemetery and I was like, absolutely not. I am never, I am never doing this ever again, ever again. And now, now people... I, you show up and feel like it's marked. Somebody maybe got blamed by that. Somebody maybe got fired. Another confession. A local club offered free entry for 20 people in a bottle of bubbly if you were celebrating a special event. So for a year, each work at, each week at work, we took turns to book it just to get it for free. We got found out when the same person had a 21st and 30th birthday in the same month. <laughs> That's not okay. You would think someone along those lines trying to come up with that discipline, someone would have been able to keep a spreadsheet, right? I mean, you don't want a paper trail, but ultimately somebody would have been able to write something down to keep that completely track of you, idiots. I'm just kidding. But yeah, don't do that. And lastly, when I started dating my now wife, I quickly forgot her mother's name as everyone either calls her auntie or ma'am. And now, uh, and I've never been around her friends when they've said her name and I've been to her fam- never been to her family home enough to check posts or anything like that. It's too late now, man, after my own heart. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to assume then the Facebook page, completely irrelevant. I, I would hope that at this point, I think most do, but I'm going to guess not. Um, no, it's not gonna be, I was going to say Christmas presents, but now she's probably going to write auntie, mom, or ma'am. I, I don't know how you solve that. I really don't. Uh, 
Drivers, I, I, how would, I was going to say driver's license, but I don't know how you get into her purse because I think having to explain that you just didn't have her name and, and didn't want to ask about it is, is easier than uh, getting caught snooping through her purse. Boy, this this is like a scene out of my real life. I'm going to have to figure that I, I don't know what the solution is, but if you come up with one, I would love a text about this because this is something I'm probably going to need to use at some point in my life. I'm terrible with names. Oh, boy. Here's another confession for you. Cash Valley Secrets. On VFX. Here's another confession for you. So yesterday was apparently National Take Your Kids to Work Day. I don't know if anybody else experienced it. We didn't hear as far as I could tell. But my question is, on your end, flip it. So as opposed to your coworkers, for you, maybe not yesterday, but at some point, would you take your kids to work? Could you take your kids to work? Do you really want them there? That starts the debate date. That's in a little less than 10 minutes. VFX. Apparently yesterday was National Bring Your Kids to Work Day, and I don't know if someone celebrated near you. As far as I could tell, nobody celebrated here. AM's with AJ on VFX. It's the debate at A. And look, full disclosure, it's Friday. It's Cash Valley Secrets. I was okay with that. I was okay that nobody celebrated Take Your Kids to Work Day. Because, okay, I've had coworkers do it. And to this point, I don't have a story where I'm like, and then the kid did this, and I was like, oh. But I still have been the coworker that has made some snarky comments. Of course, not directly to the kids, but I'm like, I didn't realize we opened a babysitter. Because I would say at the time I was trying to make the case that I thought it was maybe a little bit unprofessional. Now, that being said, it's unfair. And it's me being cynical growing up the way that I am now because I I grew up in a lower middle class family. Not my dad because he was in a factory, but my mom definitely took us to work. She used to work in hospital and billing. I remember she used to work, uh, the first job that she had, some of my early memories, we used to sit in the cafeteria. She used to buy us food. That's how I discovered lemon meringue pie. Now, with a caveat, it was cafeteria lemon meringue pie, but probably still my favorite pie. But we used to sit in the cafeteria while she had to work and eat. My brother would hang out in the hospital. In the hospital. So I understand. And there are probably people then that were like, oh, gosh. These kids are here. So annoying. And I get it. Because you want to be able to do your thing. And again, I don't have any stories in your interaction with coworkers, kids, or something that they cause an issue with, besides maybe a little bit of yelling and screaming, which then you just kind of feel like a curmudgeon, like, oh, these kids are so loud. But my question was, with it being a National Bring Your Kids to Work Day yesterday, would you bring your kids to work? Could you bring your kids to work? Because for my dad, for such a long time, he absolutely couldn't. He worked in a factory. He was a fork, to- fork truck driver. Not only that... It was a uh, hog plant factory, so I, I would not have enjoyed being there whatsoever. Because to me, the answer is I don't have kids, but I would say no. Like, I would, I, I don't think I would be able to focus on work. I wouldn't want people to be distracted if the kids got rambunctious because kids can do that. Just doesn't seem like something I think would be a job that's interesting to them. And I don't want to put that onus on the people at the workplace either. My answer is no. Maybe just maybe you got a cool job or you just feel like, yeah, any chance I could have to spend with my kids as long as it'd be cool, I'd be good with that. Pull of the day thus far is a no. Tiffany shared a gif of a huge <laughs> shaking the head. Ashley said, no way. And Sydney said, I don't have kids of my own, but I know my parents couldn't take us hellions anywhere. Work especially. And yeah, that too. I don't remember really getting into a ton of trouble in the hospital, but my mom's probably had enough stories of me and my brother being troublemakers that... I probably, yeah, I feel a little cringe now. Got to be honest, feel a little cringe now about it. They're like, Mom, sorry. Sorry if we made it a pain in the butt for you. I don't think we ever got her in trouble, so thank goodness for that. Repressed memories aside. (laughs) 
But I just, no, I just don't think they kids would enjoy it. I wouldn't enjoy it. I wouldn't be able to focus. I mean, unless we're just having a complete blow off day at work. Like, yeah, take your kids to work. Don't worry, really worried about it. You know, if you got some basic stuff to get it done, get it done. But other than that, like, it's just like, it, no, it's, it's not productive. It's not a good, I just don't think anybody's going to enjoy it. Nobody, nobody wants to watch anybody else's kids. I feel like that's how it is across the board. Thermo Fisher poll of the day. Would you take your kids to work? Could you take your kids to work? Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. Also, if you bring your kids to work, couldn't really step aside for a second. You probably have to change a little bit of the routine, but if you needed to just step aside, you could. And I think everybody's got maybe a place or or something to deal with that one. Maybe just get a little overwhelmed for a second. You have somewhere to go. I feel like I should clarify. I don't want people thinking I hate kids. I just, I despise the notion that I have to take care of your kids. One of my least favorite things the first couple years I was here in Utah, before COVID, honestly, it was with AJ at VFX. I would go places and it felt like people were just like, ah, we'll let our kids run free. I was at a restaurant. A kid kept interrupting my pool game because mom wasn't paying attention. I was at a football game and I kept getting kicked and stuff thrown at me. Parents weren't paying attention. Like that, not my responsibility to watch your kid. You brought your kid, you watch your kid. But we're talking about kids at work, because yesterday was National Bring Your Kid to Work Day, and thus far on the poll today, Utah's VFX, everyone said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. Ames with HA on VFX. And the other thing is, and this is compounding both of these issues, if you bring your kid to work and then you decide you need to step away for a second, and you're just like, okay, I'm going to go wherever my secret hiding place is, and I'm going to stay here, and the kid will be here by himself, and then everybody's like, what's going on? Compounding the issues. But the truth of the matter is... Human beings get overwhelmed. It happens. But when it happens at work, are you able to get away or do you have some kind of coping place, a place where you just go and you maybe cry for a second or just catch your breath? Where is your hiding spot? Jen on the line. Jen, what what do you do? Yeah, when I need an escape, I go to the bathroom and I just sit there in the stall and play Wordle or look at TikTok or something. I mean, the girl next to me probably thinks I have IBS or something, but (laughs) I don't care. Sometimes you need a break. (laughs) And you, 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 you kind of got to watch the clock a little bit. Yes, bathroom, a good place to go to sit down. Pop squad, I'm good. I'm glad we, we're past the part. We all squat and surf. We're there. Glad we all know that. But yeah, sit down for a second and just kind of, wouldn't say I go in there and necessarily cry, but definitely go in there to just kind of take a second, just kind of like, like two different zones, right? It breaks the buffer zone of work where I can just kind of, okay, let's go back. Uh, also, oh, Dustin, Dustin, what about you? You got to get away, de-stress, whatever, at work. What do you do? I usually head outside and take a walk around the block when I have to get away from the office. You know, it helps me calm down, and uh, it actually gives me a chance to see the outside world during the day. You know, actually, uh, yes. After talking about when the sun finally came out, we started to sort of trend towards spring and seasonal depression going away. Let's all just add that. Maybe just take a step outside for a second and then just a breath of fresh air. I mean, I know in Utah air quality, but you know what I mean. Actually, the funny thing is we have this little courtyard area here that I feel like would be a really cool place to be able to, you know, sit outside because it's like there's little benches, little some growth or whatever. And it looks nice. But the problem is there's windows next to the sales office. And then there's big windows down basically the main hallway of the building everyone travels. So I feel like it would kind of defeat the purpose if you were just going to go out there and you're like, I want to get away. But then all those eyeballs are on you and you're like, defeats the point. Defeats the point. Because sometimes, I mean, 
Do I have a specific place? No. I think it's interesting that I think a lot of people, when they take personal phone calls, move to the biggest room in the building, which is the conference room. I haven't quite sorted that one out yet because I'm like, every, and it's also right off, again, the main hallway, so everybody walks by it. But I think that's a weird thing that people do. But other than that, sometimes you just grit your teeth too, and you're like, I'm just going to get everything done. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home, and then I'll be fine. But yes, let us all take a step outside occasionally to get a breath of fresh Utah inversion air. <laughs> the debate today on VFX. Speaking of de-stressing, obviously a good way to do so is if you can get away. However, one listener is having an issue because they said, uh, well, you got to check in with me, which I think is very reasonable in a relationship. And their partner said, nah, I'm definitely on board with it's good to get away. And I'm definitely on board with in a relationship. It's good to have your own things to be able to do. That being said, communication, nobody would say is unimportant in a relationship. It is usually said communication is key. Ames with AJ on VFX. So got a message on Facebook from a listener. AJ, here's the deal. So my husband never checks in when he goes out of town. Ski trips, cabin weekends, hunting trips. I won't hear from him till the time he leaves, till maybe just right before he's coming home. I asked why he doesn't check in, and he just says, doesn't want to. It's his own time. He's not a boy. He's fine. I find it disrespectful. I warned him on the ski trip he took back in February. He needs to check in with me, or else I wasn't going to let him go out of town next time. He didn't check in, so now this past weekend, I wouldn't let him go to the cabin with his family. I'm not going to sit and worry and wonder why I don't hear from him. His family's opening their cabin for the summer this past weekend. I took his car keys and hit him so he wouldn't be able to go. He was super mad, and some of my friends have told me I'm crazy. Am I a jerk for doing this? I Here's the situation. I don't think it's a healthy way to deal with it, but I don't think most people also subscribe to being, you know, ultimatums are a good place that you can work from in a relationship as well. So this is not great. Like, don't be wrong. I subscribe. I'm a homebody and I subscribe to wanting to be able to be on my own sometimes and just be away. But that being said, if you state it's important for you to do this, and it's not unreasonable, which I think it's not unreasonable, just to just check in. We're just talking about having a conversation. I don't know what kind of details you're looking for, but when you say check in, I'm just saying periodically have a conversation from time to time. I think that's a red flag. <laughs> so are you crazy for reacting in such a way? Eh, no, it's a little extreme. And I said, I don't think it's the healthiest way to deal with it, but it also could make the statement. To show, like, this is this is not okay, man. Because, like, my brain immediately goes to, if you're going to be so vehemently against it, I'm not saying that his reasons aren't necessarily true, but like you said, it's, it's impossible, I feel like, for your brain not to want to be like, well, he ain't communicating. There must be something he just doesn't want to be slipping up about that he's doing that he's doing wrong. But I guess I would like to know, like, how much time do you spend together and how much time do you do trips as well because like if you do a fair amount of stuff to get together and all that I still think he should communicate with you but I can understand a little bit more of him not thinking it's a big deal if you guys spend a lot of time doing stuff too because if it's a case where you guys don't do nearly as much it's really weird then that he does all this stuff you guys don't and he still refuses to communicate so I would say definitely red flag best way to deal with it no but I don't think ultimatums are necessarily a good way to come back, which I guess you could argue this sort of is too, but maybe a different way to get the message across. But uh, I don't I don't know what the answer is for dealing with that. It's not good.
I don't know if you've asked him what episode, a little bit more to explain besides he's not a little boy and not check in because I don't think it's what it is. Obviously, like whenever Ashley and I are apart, yeah, there's times when we won't talk. Like she'll be busy doing something with her family this weekend, and she'll be busy and we won't hear from each other a ton. But when we text, eventually we'll get back to each other because ultimately we will miss each other. It's nice to have some time apart, but we it's not like I want to make it permanent. When I went home for Christmas and she couldn't make it because financials couldn't work out, I was miserable. And that, and that was a big part of it. Like, she wasn't there, and I was like, this sucks. I never want to do this again. I, I mean, I'm okay to do, like, I, I took the work trip, to, to, or I went and did the Vegas thing. I had that vacation earlier this year. Uh, three days. It's gone three days. I enjoyed what I did to go down there to do. Sucked. Absolutely hated it. I was like, I did not sleep well without you. So, a ton, little time away to do some stuff? Into it. Should they miss you? I feel like, yeah, they probably ought to. That being said, one last confession for you for uh, Cash Valley Secrets, since it is Friday. I'm going to give credit to where credit is due. Ajay said something the other day, and along those same lines, we were talking about getting healthy, maybe losing some weight. He's not wrong. Some dress-up we both want to do. You know, just a few years ago, I was lucky enough to get to go to Fan X, and it was a ton of fun to see all those people super passionate and all the art and all the costumes and all that. And really, the coolest thing was to see how much work some of those people put into their costumes. Ames with AJ on VFX. So I was talking to AJ yesterday, and he just randomly, and it's one of those great moments in, I, I would say, just human history in general that people could do this. Men, I think, do it a lot. It's like, hey, do you ever, blah, 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 blah. AJ was like, do you ever, like, want to paint your face or dress up? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you know, just, I I really like Heath Ledger's portrayal of the jar. I'd like to do the Joker or the Crow, which, respect, that is a great answer. And I was like, well, paint my face, not really. I like get in costume. Yeah, I want to dress up. Like I Ashley and I, uh girlfriend and I would like to do for one Halloween, uh Danny Phantom and Imran McLean. And then she wanted to do Poison Ivy and then maybe Batman, Joker, I'm not sure which one, but somebody like that. So I was like, Yeah, I mean, there's some that I wouldn't mind doing. He goes, he goes, what stop shit? I go. Well, honestly, the Danny Fan one, I was like, I'd like to lose some weight to pull that costume off because there's not really a whole lot to it. Skinny black outfit and white hair with glowing green eyes, right? So, really, that's the big one to me. But I, just, I was like, eh, it's just not something I ever I ever really got into. Uh, I guess cosplaying for, not really, but for general kind of overview of the tone. I was like, what is it for you? And he's like, kind of the same. But I was like, whoa. We just, just really, really kind of got deep there for a little bit of bonding there. I'm just kind of curious, you know, Cash Valley Secrets, my own kind of confession for you. And I was like, well, you know, it's what's so great about Halloween. I think a lot of people like the fear part, but I think people have the opportunity to cut loose a little bit in terms of something they may not be the most comfortable with. And people are like, yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, it's going to look super cool. And that was actually nice goal. It's supposed to be last year that we didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to lose want to lose the weight and go with Danny Phantom. It's going to be cool. I can tell you, my favorite costume idea, and of course we didn't follow through with it. Kind of a reoccurring theme with me and my friends. But we got like a whole group of people together, and we were going to do uh, all of the main characters from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And I was supposed to, I was going to be the first guy, Matthew Patel. Uh, but it was going to be a ton of fun. We all had all these ideas, and we were talking about it, and then it fell through. And we even had the big Halloween party, and pretty much everybody was there. It was like, oh, man, we should have done that. So there's one thing to take away from Cash Valley Secrets Day. Don't let anything hold you back. Do, do the thing you want to do. Who cares? Even if it looks bad. I remember one time for Halloween, I went to Sting, the wrestler. And it was 
face paint, you know, bless my dad, not an artist, tried his best. And I was a little disappointed about it, but it was cool to do. You want to do it, do it. Try to talk Ajay into doing the crow, though. I got to be honest. The Joker, obviously, Heath Ledger's Joker is iconic. The fact that he said the crow, though, massive respect. You haven't seen that movie. It's a little bit unusual, but I still highly recommend it. I can't necessarily say that I have a horse in the race when it comes to park narcs because I'm just happy to see people who are not good people. Well, let's, okay, let me back off. That's too much. Ams with AJ at VFX, it's park narcs. People who park like not great people. Who knows the story? That's a fair point to make. People who park like not great people to uh, get some their comeuppance, get shamed a little bit. So with that being said, I would like to shout out a couple of people. So Sydney and Chandler got an interesting discussion about nominee number two, which is stretching my tires, the truck that's parked in the special needs spot in the stripy rectangle, about how uh, no one, everyone would check, right, to make sure that there's that's not the case. And I like Chandler saying the fact that he said, well, knowing that they're not special need, I find it annoying that people park there even for a minute, but I still can't figure out why nominee number one even parked like that in the first place. It does not appear to be close to anything, nor does it appear on the uh, to be in the way of anyone. To which I say, yes, Chandler's asking the absolute right questions. Because what is nominee number one? Help, I got stuck. On a ramp that's going nowhere in a parking lot to a fenced-in yard that they can't get to. What is it doing? Shout out to Chandler for asking the right questions. And then how dare Kylie. She commented she voted for number one. She said, we don't have proof that number two doesn't have a handicap sign in front hanging in the rearview mirror. Again, I would reiterate, people check. That's the rule for partners. you got to check for this case specifically. She said, what if they're picking up someone who has special needs and can't walk very far? How dare she come up with a very valid excuse to maybe possibly explain that away a little bit. All that being said, my heart is a little bit happy. Even though I voted, my official vote was the one I thought was way worse. I wanted to be nominee number one because I, I want to know more. By one vote, one single vote, nominee number one, Help I Got Stuck, was voted the worst marker of Cash Valley. Which means that it moves on to the tournament at the end of the year where it kind of feels like it belongs anyway. Thank you for all that voted. Uh, congratulations to Narker, the one that took the picture. They're going to get a Johnny O'Spudnitz gift card. Move on to the tournament. And remember, if you uh, see terrible parkings, really easy. Just safely take a picture and submit it to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, Utah's VFX, and then you can participate in Park Narks as well. I just want to say yet again, I'm super thankful because it has been a great year for Park Nerd nominees, which is probably not a good sign for the Valley, but thank you so much. Again, Utah's VFX to vote, to submit for Park Narcs. My favorite new meme, of course, there's always going to be new ones. It's a great thing about the memes. They keep turning over. Agents with AJ on VFX is the one where it says, oh no, Elon Musk. People screenshot his tweets and then changes it to like, he said, I bought uh, McDonald's. I'm going to fix all the ice cream machines, right? Post him buying Twitter. Uh, Ashley shared one. It says, why did uh, somebody tweeted, why did Elon Musk buy Twitter when he could have bought a two bedroom house built in 1919 in Salt Lake City, Utah for the same price? Housing market is ridiculous in this state. You know, he's got a lot of money. He still could do it. Uh, <laughs> VFX's Facebook roulette. Uh, the AJ Knight, find and add me across all social media. Same with Utah's VFX. Thank you again to everybody that voted. For Park Narcs, everybody that nominated, Monday we do it again. So if you see terrible parking, safely take a picture. Shame those people to do better and win a prize for it. The right kind of way. It's not a ton of shame. It's a little bit of shame and deservedly so. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget Utah's VFX. Um, wherever podcasts are, like Spotify or iTunes or Google Play. 
past, present, and future. All podcasts are there. Spring sports going on. We're getting near the end of the regular season tonight. A big one as Green Canyon hosts Skyview and Boys Lacrosse, which should divide, decide the Region 11 title. I will actually be on the call for that one. But any events you may be missed in the past, check out CashValleyDaily.com because, of course, all the videos are archived. Other than that, have a good weekend. And again, I think the lesson to remember from today is regardless of how we feel about trying to lose weight, try to be healthier, life is measured in the quality, not the quantity. So until Monday morning for Abe's with AJ, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.